0: Soul Win TV Presents. Soul TV Presents. Faith and hope with sweet tea and sass, encouraging couples to reconnect with God and with each other, so they can live their happily ever after too.
1: We still can't hear them either. No, but anyway. I'm feeling extra sassy today.
2: Sorry, (laughs) y'all. Anyway, welcome back. He was gone
1: all day yesterday. I didn't have anybody to sass at.
2: We hope that y'all are enjoying these episodes and uh, our backstory and getting to know us a little bit better and. uh, who we are and where we came from and that kind of stuff. And this week's topic is called Humble Beginnings. Actually, before we move into that, we would
1: love to get to know y'all. If you would drop us a comment in the comment section or look us up on on Facebook or on uh, LinkedIn or on Instagram at Elizabeth Clamen or at Arnold Klamin. Um, he's only on Facebook and LinkedIn. Are you still on LinkedIn? No. No, just, just on Facebook. Facebook. He's just on Facebook. I'm on all of them. So you can look me up or look him up on Facebook or look us up in Married by Design on Facebook as our Facebook group. And we would love to talk to you, hear how you like the podcast and you know that you've been listening. We would love some feedback. That would be amazing. Positive feedback would be great. That would be awesome.
2: But we take critical feedback, too.
1: Yeah, but you gotta learn done in love, please. Exactly. Okay.
2: Where was I? Humble beginnings. Humble
1: beginnings.
2: Now, as we stated last week, we are going to start bringing um, Bible verses into our topics and our discussions. And this week's Bible verse is out of Philippians 2, verse 3. Do nothing out of selfish ambition or vain conceit. Rather, in humility, value others above yourselves. That is a tough Bible verse to live by. Yes. Especially in this day and age.
1: Putting others above yourself and thinking of everybody else above yourself. That's that's hard.
2: That is very hard.
1: And that's where we see a lot of marriages struggle because you have to put yourself your spouse above yourself. You have to yes. humble yourself and put your spouse above yourself and make them the priority. And that's really hard to do sometimes, especially when you're not really happy with what they're doing or how they're acting. Putting them and their needs and wants and desires above yours is really difficult.
2: Yes. It's it's very difficult. But back to topic here, humble beginnings as I stated,
1: and then back to the story. Yes. So we got married.
2: We got married. And we moved into a very, very, very very small trailer. As a matter of fact, we live in an RV now
1: by choice because we travel and speak and do workshops and seminars. And we uh, we have a book coming out later this year. I have several books that I've already published. And we do book signings and those kind of things. And... So we traveled a lot. So we decided when he retired to do uh, to live in an RV. So you know we have our screen here, so you can't see our kitchen behind us. But um, but we lived in a mobile home that was smaller than the RV we live in now.
2: Yes, the RV, the mobile home that we rented for six months, I guess right after we got married.
1: Yeah, six was eight
2: feet wide and about thirty feet long, and it was. Two bedroom, one bath, kitchen in the li- bedrooms on each end, kitchen in the middle, bathroom in the middle and a living room somewhere in between.
1: Yes. And borrowed furniture.
2: Yes. borrowed uh, furniture. An old
1: TV that was black and white and the screen used to roll and you'd have to stomp the floor to make the screen stop. <laughs> like, you talk about humble. Yes. And we were humble. We had just your old Chevy truck. Yep. That was already how old at that point was
2: it was already uh, 18, 19 years old. So, yep.
1: We had the one truck. So, if I needed the truck to go anywhere, I had to take him to work and drop him off in the morning and then take the truck and go do what I needed to do and then pick him up in the evening. So, it was, yeah, it was fortunately,
2: I wasn't working very far away.
1: No, it was just, it wasn't far away. It was, it was pretty close, but it was, Uh, yeah.
2: the, The day we got married, we had, uh, we had set out steaks and baked potatoes for dinner that night. Yep.
1: We went. were going to go on a honeymoon later. We could save up our money and go. Yep.
2: And realized that uh, we didn't have any way to cook the steaks. Yep. So I had to go back to my my mom and dad's house, borrow their grill, which mom and dad gave us eventually. <laughs> and
1: uh, I think they, they were in the midst of moving and so they just didn't even get yeah, it back. They, yeah. They, they just, just let, let us keep it. have it.
2: And uh, got their dining room furniture and yeah, yes. that well, they had
1: had since you were like a baby. Since I was
2: five or six years <laughs> old, so but, oh, it was very humble beginnings.
1: Yep. And then he went and got the the grill and came back and he's grilling the steaks. I'm gonna make baked potatoes and and a can and I was gonna cook a can of corn. We didn't even have a a can opener. We had not had a shower because we planned the wedding so quickly that they didn't yeah, give us our weeks. our wedding our wedding shower until the week after we got married. So we had just what dishes and things that he had when he lived in an apartment by himself after high school for like a couple months, maybe, maybe four months, maybe. And so his mom and dad, you know, had those packed up in a box in boxes they gave us to him that gave them back to us. We had practically nothing. And so we, so I had to open that can of corn with a knife. I, I still have all my fingers. So, you know, but I have done that since then and have had to have stitches because I'm obviously not as good with a knife as I used to be.
2: Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) So it's, uh, humble beginnings is, is, um, yeah. it it makes you appreciate where you are now in life.
1: Yes, when you look back on those
2: times. I think we were able to survive those times because we, had um lots and lots of i was going to say love at first sight but looking back at it now i would say it was more like um severe case of infatuation lots of infatuation yeah. and we were living off of each other's uh, affections and and um what little money we had coming in is is uh it, yep Something else
1: I got i after we got married December eighth and after the holidays, I got a job at um a daycare in the mornings working with two year olds until noon, and then I got a job at another daycare working in the after school program watching the kids he was working and um at a mechanic shop, and so you know we were. We were not highballing it. We were not making lots of money, but we were getting by and we were doing all right. And then like what, maybe a week after we got married, he comes home from work. One of those days where I didn't need the truck and he had the truck all day. He, he tells me he has to run an errand after work. He comes home with a cat. Does not tell me he's getting a cat, a full grown cat, not a kitten, full grown cat comes bebopping in the house with a cat. And I'm like, why do you have a cat? And he goes, I went to the pound and got you a cat. And I said, I didn't want a cat. I'm a dog person. <laughs> now, this is some things that we didn't cover in the four no, months. We, <laughs> we, didn't.
2: Were we, didn't, we didn't discuss pets.
1: I mean, I, cats, they're okay. They're fine. I mean, we have five of them right now in an RV. Well, I say we. He. Has five of them on the back of my first book. It says she lives in North Carolina with her husband and his six cats. Now we have five because one of them passed away from old age. But uh, yeah, he's the cat person. He really went and got the cat for him, but he thought it would sound better. I don't know. Is that what you thought? No. No. Why did you get the cat for me?
2: I just thought you wanted a cat.
1: (laughs) You didn't think you needed to ask me first?
2: No. <laughs> I was just trying to just trying to surprise you.
1: Oh, yeah, it was a surprise, all right. And then I'm like, okay, I guess we have a cat, but guess what? You're taking care of it. I don't do cat boxes and that kind of stuff.
2: No. Well, believe it or not, that cat lived with us for what 15, I, 15 16, 16 years?
1: 15 17 years. That cat, we did not lose that cat until Florida. And that was gosh, I mean, we had all three kids. And I mean, we had that cat for a long time. We joked for a while that as long as we had that cat, we were good. But if we ever (laughs) lost that cat, we were in trouble with our marriage because she just kept sticking around through kids, through everything. But
2: she moved with us five times. We did.
1: Oh, bless her heart. She just kept on sticking around until she just couldn't stick around anymore. But man, she, she was a good cat, but you know, and we didn't know what to name her. Do You remember how we named her? Do you remember how she got her name?
2: No, I don't remember how we named her.
1: Yeah. Her, your
2: sister came over to
1: that little tiny trailer, your oldest sister. Yeah. And the cat came flying up. She was sitting on the couch. The cat came flying up and jumped over her and did a flying somersault into the kitchen. And your sister said, well, hello, Squirt. Ah, yeah. And it stuck. And that cat was named Squirt for the rest of her life. Bless her heart. (laughs) She never had a decent name. But. Well, it's not wrong with Squirt. I guess for a cat, I mean, you know, so so I learned an important lesson. My husband loves cats. And this is something I obviously have not paid close attention to because I I took in a pregnant stray is how we ended up with the ones we have now. I took in a pregnant stray because I felt sorry for her and, and now I didn't get the kittens given away fast enough before he named them and got attached to them.
2: I like cats. What can I say?
1: Yeah, well, he gets that from his mother. He has a heart of gold and his mother had a heart of gold. And that was his mother's favorite thing. She was looking for the most of us moving here to Texas, where she was, was that we were going to have the cats with us. And she was going to get to be, get to come out here and see the cats and pet the cats every day. Cause his dad hated cats. And that might be part of the reason he loves them so much because of, his mother loving him and his dad hating him because pretty much anything his dad liked then or, or hated. He was going to do the opposite. <laughs> it was just, you know, it's kind of a father son thing sometimes. I think. I think so. Uh, yeah. Fortunately, we don't have that with our son. Him and our son are two peas in a pod. Thank God. Thank you, God. We didn't have that whole male. I don't know. I don't know how to say it politely on a Christian network, but I know how my family said it. A contest. Yeah. You guys can guess what kind of contest.
2: <laughs> so we stayed in this in this small camper, or not camper. Stayed in this small trailer for about six months and and um uh, the lot where we were renting the camper from put a notice on our door one day and said rent was going up. And oh do you remember what well, we all we also had we also now had a puppy and yeah, somebody complained about dogs. somebody complained about the puppies. So we uh, no, we, we were given dogs. We were given notice that it was time for us to move out. So he we was start contraband. So we started looking, and
1: his name was Dexter. And we he was found
2: contraband. We found a place that sold used mobile homes, and we found another um, RV park that had an opening trailer for, park trailer park.
1: He's got RV on the brain. Yeah,
2: now. I, I got RV on the brain, <laughs> but we found another trailer park. We're still what we thought for we, us. We thought we were living high. We were moving. are moving on up. Yeah, we went from a thirty-foot trailer to a seventy-foot trailer, three bedroom, two bath. We uh,
1: brought we brought two of our three children home to that trailer. Yeah, we did. I mean, it was it was our it was still humble beginnings. We, you know, but we, we were doing, we were okay. We owned it.
2: Yep. We owned it. We were able to uh, put a substantial amount of money down on it and pay it off rather quickly. And, and then. Uh, that we, was
1: always important to us.
2: Yep. To own it. To yep. be own able
1: it. to be, not have we, the debt.
2: We wanted from the very beginning, everything we did, we wanted to be able to pay cash for or to be able to pay off quickly in a matter of a year or less. Yep. And we were able to do the same thing with that trailer, that second trailer that we had. And no, the first one we just rented. Yeah, the first one we just rented. The second we as paid as our, one we bought. We right.
1: And that's why we bought a repoed one from that somebody had repoed. It was in good shape. It wasn't anything wrong with it. It, you know, it wasn't torn up or anything. Just needed and a new home. It just, yeah, it just needed somebody to take it. And so we took it and we didn't have to do any work to it and we got it for a good price. So. Yep. You know, and very humble beginnings, but, man, your family was not happy. No. His family did not like our humble beginnings.
2: They tolerated it.
1: They they were not, they were displeased. Very, your dad especially.
2: Well, they tolerated it, but.
1: Your dad was especially displeased. Yeah. Just go ahead and tell him.
2: He, he wanted us to be in a brick and mortar home and and have a home but that's not what we wanted that's not who we were
1: but i mean of course we didn't know
2: who we were at that time
1: no we were still figuring it out but doesn't every dad want that though you would hope so i mean every dad wants their child to do at least as well as they're doing
2: you would you would hope every dad or mom would want their kids to do as well or better than what they started out i
1: wanted better and more for ours
2: but you know i I didn't know how mom and dad started out. I, you know, I didn't know if they were in an apartment or a house or, or what. Before, they didn't
1: do a podcast
2: before they joined the air. <laughs> well, they didn't tell us any of those stories before they joined the air force. And
1: no, and they after didn't.
2: dad joined the air force, all of his housing was in the air, was provided by the military. So it was owned some houses. Not until he got up in rank, and after I had, uh, I had two, three small sisters, did he start buying homes. Before that, we always lived in base housing. Yeah. So Mm -hmm. homes were always provided for. So,
1: but you know, those weren't much,
2: those weren't much better than where we started in humble beginnings.
1: I don't know. We never lived in military housing, but you know, when we're talking about humble beginnings, we were fine with our humble beginnings, but sometimes your family is not as fine. My family wasn't okay with our humble beginnings either. We were okay with it, but. It, neither one of our families were happy with the choices we were making. But sometimes as adults, you have to make your own choices and you have to make your own decisions. And sometimes as parents, and I will tell you, having been through this with our three adult children, we haven't always been happy with the, the, no. the choices our children have made. No. But we have to let them make their choices. Even if we know they're going to fall flat on their face, we have to let them make their choices. And then stand back, we have to stand back and pray for them and be prepared to pick them up when they fall on their face and help them however we can, or be in prayer and be listening and in tune to the Holy Spirit to say, is this something God's trying to teach them? And if I intervene, if we intervene, are we intervening where God is trying to teach them something? And we intervene, then are we intervening in the lesson that God's trying to teach them?
2: Are we causing a conflict between that in that lesson?
1: Right. So it's... Right. And we don't want to do that because then we're just delaying the lesson that they need right. to learn. And that's not a good thing. But our family was not okay with our choices, any of our choices.
2: No. Matter of fact, after we got married, we decided to change churches from where my parents went. And that was a big, I was, I was raised Baptist until I was in high school. And then mom and dad switched to assembly of God. And And I was raised very Southern Baptist. And then after we got married with my grandmother, after we got married, we, uh, continued going to church where mom and dad went and
1: that just, just just
2: wasn't working out. There were
1: no young couples. There were no young married couples. There were youth and older married couples with children, but there were no young couples without kids our age. Right and it just wasn't where we were we just wasn't where god wanted us to be
2: and we started looking and we found another church that uh a baptist church happened to be
1: a baptist church
2: but it had a slew of young married couples in that church our age and just getting started and so they were in the same boat we were so we changed churches and that didn't please our parents either but but we found a community yeah but and that's like it's like it says in the bible though you know uh Man and woman will cleave unto themselves and leave their family and basically start a family of your own. And that includes a church family. Right. And you have to go where God's called you to go. And so changing churches was another step in our in our growth, in our in our relationship toward each other, but our relationship toward God as well. And because of that change, it created more conflict within the family well, Ex- with extra- your family. With my family. And my family
1: didn't go to church. So, well, my, my parents, my mom and stepdad didn't go to church anywhere. So, and my grandmother didn't care as long as we went. Right. As long as it was a Bible preaching, Bible believing, Bible teaching church, she, she didn't care as long as we went.
2: Exactly. But
1: his parents and his sister, especially, were not happy that we went to another church. And I know several times, and this is something I never really understood, is that... um When when his parents were displeased with something that we were doing, like they didn't like us staying in my hometown and what he considered his hometown, because he'd been there the longest or with us going to church there or with the job that he was working at, they would they would come over and be there before he got off work. And they would always ask me, well, why do you have to live here? Well, why does he have to work there? Well, why do you have to go to church there? And it always seemed really strange to me. No, that they never
2: asked me those questions.
1: Why wouldn't you ask your son? If you weren't happy with what they were doing, why wouldn't you? I mean, I would go to my child and say, why are you doing this? Explain this to me. And, and, and I found out since then with our children, they did the same thing with our children. They, Our daughter and her husband, they would ask her husband instead of asking her. So I, I don't know why. I don't know why they did that. I why? don't know. I don't know. It just maybe
2: they're it, trying to avoid confrontation. I don't know.
1: Maybe I guess maybe they thought because we were the the in law, maybe we wouldn't yeah. confront. But it was actually the opposite of that. I'm the confronter. Yeah. I don't know if y'all noticed that, but I'm the
2: one that just a little bit.
1: I just I don't like things hanging open. I don't like the passive aggressive stuff, and I don't like the yin, ying ying ying. If you've got something to say if you need to tell me something if there's a conflict going on just come and tell me just come and be forthright and up front and tell me and let's discuss it and let's get it over with don't just leave it hanging and don't just try to you know yeah, 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 behind your back that's just not okay
2: i don't that's, i don't like that that's the same way in your marriage when you um when you have issues that come up in your marriage, you need to be forthright and yes upfront. Don't let anything stew. Cause um if you let it stew, it's just gonna continue to fester. And there were many, 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 many there have been many, many, many nights that you and I have crawled in bed to go to bed, but ended up staying up until three, four o'clock in the morning to get things worked out and to get things finalized and, and hashing we, it out. We we made a promise that we'd never go to bed angry. And um, there were many nights that I'd have an hour of sleep before I had to get up and go to work the next day. Yeah, me too. I and mean, it just, it's just just something that we've always done. We've hashed it out before we've gone to sleep.
1: Right. We are not ones to just leave it now. If you're really angry, if you're both really angry, what what we have always done is we go opposite directions he'll go for a walk one way and I'll go for a walk the other way, or he'll go to one end and I'll go to the other end. Even in this RV, one of us will go to the bedroom and one of us will stay in the living room. We separate because we don't want to speak to each other out of that anger and say something that we didn't intend to say. We didn't want to say sometimes you have to give yourself a cooling off period Yes, because we both have bad tempers. We both do. I had a Cajun temper that is from here to gone.
2: And I got, uh, i an cheaper. irish
1: <laughs> so they don't mix
2: couldn't tell it by all this white stuff but no yeah, there's there's irish in there
1: yeah his mother was a mcdougall so, so that's that's about as irish as you can get so. so you know you just you don't act out of that anger you give that anger a cooling period and then you come back when you're cooled off and she's cooled off and you can work it out yes. and talk it out but yes. don't yell it out don't fight it out and that's what we're going to talk about in our next episode, learning to live together before we learn to separate and cool it off. Some things that we did that we don't want you to do, some traps we fell into that before we learned to separate and yep. let it cool off. So,
2: there were, there were uh, quite a few landmines that uh, we want to try and save you from.
1: Yeah, we want you to keep your legs, like I've been saying. <laughs> we want you to keep both your legs. Don't so, step on those landmines.
2: So, from Sweet Tea and Seth, this is our episode this week, and we love y'all. And we'll see you later. Bye, y'all. Bye, y'all.
0: Are you feeling broken or lost? Are you struggling to find a community of like-minded women?